Hello, Hokie softball fans, and welcome into another edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast, the first one in 2021. So glad you could join us alongside the head coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Pete Demore. I'm Evan Hughes. Coach, I don't know who's more excited for the season, me or you. <laughs> Probably you. Probably you. We got some work to do before uh, before we start playing. So, um, yeah, good to see you again. When was the last time we did this? November? I think it was late November, right around Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, how are you? How's Anna doing? How are the Demores in 2021? We're great. Uh, it's just, um, you know, continuation of the fall. Um, she's happy to, for me to be out of the house a little bit more with practices going on. So, um, yeah, same old, same old. You know, for those watching on YouTube, because, you know, we have so many great ways you can consume the Hokie Softball podcast now. For those that are watching and for those that are listening, tell us about what sweatshirt you've got on. Looks like it's some cool oh, sweatshirt uh, you've got today. That's what the kids do now these days. Um, Virginia Tech softball. But I'm, I'm very rarely in orange, so uh, special day. Maybe the same wavelength, you got the orange shirt on, so uh, just maybe subconsciously I just had to match you. Do you have a favorite color that represents Virginia Tech to wear? I mean, do you have a, is there a pecking order or do you, do you wear it all? Uh, I'm black. And I know that's not a uh, official school color, but uh, I just like to wear black. So um, it's a rare day when I wear white or um, I wear my maroon too. But um, yeah, orange is kind of rare for me. Well, we've got a great podcast plan today. Thanks for everybody for joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about some some preseason honors for some players on your team coach we'll talk a little bit about the schedule we'll talk about practice and of course what's a hokey softball podcast without story time with uncle pete and some fun questions at the end the first of 2021 we're fired up um coach i'm curious uh before the season starts in february you get the team back in early january how similar or different is practice in the fall compared to the month leading up when you get the team back in January? Well, this year, obviously, it's a um, it's a little bit different with uh, the COVID stuff going around. Typically, the month before practice is try or the, the the month's worth of practice before our first game is going over. Um, team aspects really quick just refreshing what we did in the fall and then it's rep 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 like reps to get you ready for the season so uh it's a little bit more intense uh we, we're trying to get ready now it's not like we're trying to fix your swing or um teach you details on the ground ball or i mean we play soon we, we don't have time to do that anymore so um it's it's more amped up. I think there's a little bit more pressure put on the on the kids, but uh, you know they've been good so far, and it's just uh, it's a little bit more relaxed in the fall than it is right now. You've had the team back for about a month or so. How have practices been thus far? Great. Uh, it's I can see that we got better over the break, and that's what I told the players before they left on Thanksgiving was. The next month and a half is going to be a telltale sign of how we're going to do in the spring. So when you have a month off or a month and a half off and you don't see the players, what are they doing on their own? Are they getting better? Are they staying the same? Are they getting worse? And uh, on the majority, I think a lot of them got better. And so um, the first, you know, I like to have our practices structured. I like to send out our practice plan on Sunday night 
with the details of every day and what we're going to do on a particular day so the players can prepare for it. And so uh, this year has been kind of a struggle so far because number one is the weather. Number two is just COVID, you know, and, and we had an asymptomatic kid when the first day back. And so half the, half the team is out. So I took our little uh, practice schedule that I spent time on and I went like this and I crumpled it up, threw it away. And I said, uh, okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go on the fly. And so uh, that's what we've pretty much been doing these last two or three weeks. And we're out of the COVID thing for now, um, but uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of a life lesson in softball. Whereas uh, we always say, um, take it day by day, get better today, don't worry about tomorrow. And so that, that's what the COVID thing has done to us because uh, it's all out of our hands. So um, that's been the toughest part about this spring's practice compared to the years prior. But it's like we, we go into it knowing that. So it's not like we're freaking out or anything. It's just uh, another challenge we have to we have to face. I'm sure just like last year's team already before the season started, a word to describe this team could be resilient. Yeah. Take that word from you. I want to ask you, Coach, three words to describe this team that you've been around. How would you describe them in three words? Uh, they're hardworking. So that's two. But let's just count that as one. Let's count that as one, of course. They are uh, They're pretty business-like. That's another two words. Um, and they're focused. This team is pretty hungry, you know, and that's another word. And I'm going, <laughs> I probably gave you 10 there, but uh, here's a funny thing. So when we first started uh, our first meeting of the year, and it's on Zoom, of course, and I asked all the returners to describe our program in one word, just like what you did. And the joke around our program, one of our kids said, silent but deadly. <laughs> and it's true, though. We don't talk a lot. We just, but, you know, it's, it's innuendo, of course. But uh, it, it's, uh, it's a joke we have around the program. But uh, SBD, and if you saw that on Twitter before I, uh, I got off my, my week, my yearly ban, not ban, I just get off it during the season. Um, yeah, SBD, that's, that's what it was. So uh, trust and believe was the year one. In year three is uh, SBD. You know, my final question I had before fun questions with you was, would there be a saying for this year? <laughs> so we can check that off the box. Yeah. SPD. So we had, we had trust and believe. We yep. had, we had the PDEX, which yeah, I heard still kind of going around. And then yeah. SPD. Yeah. SPD. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. You're not going to get that on another podcast, folks. That's the beauty of the Hokie Softball Podcast. Um, Hey, I think eventually you might need to do T-shirts, you know, four, five, six, seven years down the road, just every year have yeah. this saying and have just a running total of it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. My old boss at Mizzou, uh, we had been there for five or six years and and some of our players made shirts of his famous quotes, you know, and, and never, he didn't even remember half of them. There were just so many of them, but uh, yeah, I might have to do that for hashtag for, um, you know, yearly mottos. All right, so I asked you to uh, use a couple of words to describe the team. I got to ask you about the coaching staff, of course. Give me two or three words, the, the chemistry, Coach Lewis, the addition. Give me two or three words to describe your coaching staff. Um, they're hardworking. Um, they care. And they're innovative. So, um, you know, we come in and it's a fairly – unique dynamic with our coaching staff you know we all played men's fast pitch at one time or another and we've been around the game so um, 
we like to tell stories in my little office in the south um but yeah we we get our work in um we care about the kids and um we're always trying new ways to make our players better we're always trying to learn so that's the one thing uh you, you can't one of our kids was saying this a couple weeks ago our hitting practices are way different than they were when i first got here and they should be it, it shouldn't be the same old same old every year um you know you learn things here and there and i think uh doug and mike and, and andrew are really good at that just uh, incorporating new things it's not a lot i mean there's the basic framework of our program is, is stays intact but uh you always have to look for, for new ways to get better. All right, so in practices right now, who's throwing better, Coach Gillis or Coach Lewis? Uh, probably probably Coach Lewis. Doug, Doug came in, uh, he threw a first time last week. He threw pretty good, but uh, uh, Mike can, can shoulder a little bit more of the load right now. Well, transitioning away from the practice, Coach, there have been a lot of uh, preseason accolades that have come out about your team, the preseason coaches poll. I know we don't want to spend a ton of time on that, but it is newsworthy, and there's a lot of great things that have been showcased about your team and about your program. And I want to start with the coaches poll that came out um, in late January. You guys were preseason to uh, finish second in the ACC. What do you take away from that as a coach? I know rankings and polls, it you know, it doesn't mean a ton, but what do you think it says about your program having the respect of other coaches around the conference? Yeah, that's the that's the biggest deal is is you're you're being recognized to have a respectable program. That's where it ends for me. Um, you know, uh, people see what we're doing and we get recognized for it. Now it's over. You know that I I, I I haven't seen the poll. I knew we were second. I knew Florida State was first. I don't know who else is, 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 is what's going on. So um, it goes to the whole, we just looked day by day. We can't control any of that stuff and it's just gonna get better today. Let me ask you this about the conference because I, I did get a chance to look at the poll and you've been around the game for a long time. Um, how much better do you think the ACC has gotten in softball even the last four or five years or so would you say? Yeah, it's gotten better, and and it continues to get better. Better, you know. I think Florida State put the league on the map as far as winning the national championship, and um, you know everybody else took notice of that and uh, had to up their game. So, um, yeah, I've definitely seen an increase just in the in the couple of years I've been here. So, um, yeah, it's good for the league. Everybody gets better, and, and we have to keep getting better, and, and that just helps everybody. So transitioning to the preseason All-ACC softball team, you had three of your players on that team and Kelsey Bennett, uh, Jamie Bailey, and Keely Rochard. We'll talk a lot about Keely here in a minute. We talk a lot about Kelsey Bennett, what she brings to the table. Coach, I wanted to spend a minute and just discuss Jamie Bailey because I feel like sometimes she's someone who just kind of flies under the radar and does her business. And What's it like to coach someone like Jamie Bailey and what kind of offseason has she had so far? It's easy to coach her. You know, and, and it's easy to coach a lot of our kids, but it, uh, Jamie is one of the one of the players you tell her once and she gets it and she works on it and um, she gets she's just um, she works hard, knows when to have fun, but knows when to get her business in. She just uh, she's a good example of, um, of what the program is and uh, one of many, you know, but, uh, you know, Jamie, Jamie's definitely a leader on our team. All right, and then transitioning to uh, Kelsey Bennett. I know she's got a great personality. It shows everybody loves her. What kind of offseason has Bennett had going into year three? She's had a good one. Um, she uh, playing lights out defense like normal. And 
um, we really made a, uh, a breakthrough in her swing yesterday. And I'm not going to tell the public what it was, but uh, she did some things yesterday in practice that she hasn't been able to do since she's been here. And that was uh, really encouraging for me. Uh, it was encouraging for her. Uh, other players saw it and noticed it. So, um, you know, she's still working. She still gets her work in. She's just like uh, like all the rest of them. Just, you know, not really flashy, but uh, goes, gets her work in and, and gets the job done. That's Kelsey Bennett, Jamie Bailey on the preseason All-ACC softball list, as well as Keely Rochard. And, Coach, I feel like I could spend five minutes going through all of the preseason accolades that Keely has rightfully so uh, deserved. Uh, but, you know, D1 softball preseason, second team All-American. She's getting a bunch of love around the country. For Keely, she's accomplished so much in her career. What more is she doing to better her craft? Oh, yeah, she's... Uh... Her pitches are spinning better than last year. I will give her that, which is saying something. Um, you know, she she wants to be good. She wants to be great. And when you want to be great, you put the work in to do it. And she's still doing it. You know, she yeah. Last year's over over for her. You know, this is a new year for her, and that's a cliche thing. But um, a lot of times when you get these accolades, you stop working, and you're like, I've arrived. Not like that with Keely. She came in my office yesterday and she's like, you know, this is a new year. It's not, you know, my job's on the line. And I'm like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> but uh, you know, she she wants to get better. And that's uh that's all you can ask, and that's what you hope for on winning the best players on your team. Do they want to get better? So if she wants to get better, everybody sees that and it ups everybody else's game. Coach, I feel like one thing about Keely, you know, we've talked so many times about this podcast, how she's developed different pitches and she's gotten better. But to me, when I watch Keely Rochard pitch, the one thing that stands out to me is she just seems so mentally tough. It's it. Where it just seems like nothing phases her. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, she wants the ball. She gives up a hit. doesn't matter. The best ones that I've ever coached have that. You know, that's what it is. And so um, – She's had it since we got here. Coach, you're in the box, 3-2 count, going against Keeley. What's the one pitch you do not want to see as a hitter? Well, I'm going to be sitting probably rise, so I don't want to see the other ones. <laughs> and, and that's the thing with Keeley is she'll probably flip a change in there, and I'm done. You know, you, the, the best pitchers, if you're a drop ball pitcher and you don't have a change, you don't have a rise, you're looking drop. You go in and you think Keeley's just a rise ball pitcher. She's not that anymore. So and I was listening to, uh, I think, John Smoltz or one of the uh, big league commentators about big league pitchers. And when you go in as a hitter, you try to eliminate pitches. So let's say you're facing um, a number four on, on a staff in the major leagues, and they got a plus curveball with their average fastball average changeup where you're sitting on the curveball. And so you got a guy like a Max Scherzer that has three plus pitches. You can't sit on anything. And that's kind of what uh, what it is. It's like with Keeley. You know, you can't just sit on a rise. You just can't. So, um, you know, that's what makes her so dangerous. Um, we've talked a lot about those three in the off seasons that they have. And I want to give you just the chance um, to just discuss the team as a whole, the off season. Anybody that's just been standing out, and, you know, just really working hard. Has it really been a team effort? here in the offseason leading up to the year. It has. It's been a team effort. I, I think um, defensively, 
I don't know that I've had a better defensive outfield than this one. This team just goes and gets it. Good arms, good reads. Um, infield is, I think it's got potential to be a really good infield defense. Um, so behind the plate, Mac and, and, uh, and Alexa are back there. And Alexa's arm has gotten really a lot stronger since she's got here. Uh, she's had a really good spring so far. Um, hitting wise, I mean, we're, we're hitting the crap out of it. I, I, I hope it continues, uh, but it's like, there's nobody in our lineup you can sleep on. And so, um, you know, I don't want to single anybody out, but you know, I, I will say uh, Kana's back. Kana's hitting the crap out of it. Uh, Grace is doing her thing. Um, but yeah, so as far as that goes, I, I think defensively and offensively, we're, we're pretty stout. Um, Healy, when she's on the mound, we got a chance against anybody. And so that's the thing we're trying to figure out um, is, is who's getting the innings after Keeley. You know, that's, that's what we're looking for. And so sometimes, at, well, at the end of the fall, I was like, man, we, we've, got some, we've got some innings eaters after Keeley. Not, in, not eaters, we've got kids that can go and compete. And now, I don't know if it's because of the spring or not, it's almost like some days we have that and some days we don't. And so um, that's the question mark in my my mind is is who's who want who wants the ball after Keeley, you know? We got we got freshmen, we got you know that have the potential to do it, but um, we'll see. I, I think they can, um, but we'll see. You just never, Evan. You never know a freshman. You just never know. And that's the thing is, uh, and, and I thought about this, and I, I get asked all the time about freshmen and. In my mind, physically they can do it, and so like a Bennett or a Bailey came in here their freshman year and they were fine. There's you know business as usual, but you had a kid like Meredith, and she'd be the first one to tell you if she wasn't ready her freshman year. You know the game's just faster, and, and do I belong here? And that you know, so the biggest thing for freshmen that to compete is not physically, it's mentally. And I, and I try to, 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 to remind them that uh, everybody's here for a reason, you know? And, and, and I said that when, when in our first meeting after the SBD, I said, you know, you're part of Hokie softball now. You're good just by default, you know? And, and so um, to have players believe that is, uh, I, I can say it all, all I want, but um, you know, they have to feel it themselves. Coach, that's really well said, and uh, we are moving right along here. I can tell you what, a great start to our first 2021 Hokie Softball podcast. Evan Hughes alongside of Coach Pete Demore. Uh, we are getting ready for the 2021 softball season. We talked about the team. We talked about some preseason accolades and practice, and now I want to transition and spend some time on the schedule, Coach, because I'm sure that this was a unique year to be putting together a schedule just with everything um, that's being put in place. What was it like putting together the schedule? How different was it compared to previous years? Well, we had a schedule, a, a pre-COVID schedule, and that was finished at probably this time last year. And so ACC came to us and said, we're playing 38 conference games and no uh, Big Ten ACC challenge. So they pretty much set our schedule for us. I mean, if we have a limit of 50 games, and 38 of them are conference. I mean, that's pretty easy to get that done. So, uh, 
we were going to go to Kennesaw anyway to start the season, and one of the teams backed out of their tournament, so we're just doing the whole baseball thing of uh, a double single our first weekend. And so um, that was easy. Uh, of course, our pod weekend uh, two, week two, that was uh, that was dictated to us. Um, after that, we had to play UVA, so there's two more games. Uh, Radford, Longwood, and that takes you in Liberty, that takes you up to 49, so it, it fairly easy you know with the teams that are uh, around us and drive, drivable distance so <clears throat> excuse me I, it wasn't that big of a challenge uh tell us a little bit about for our listeners and viewers that don't know the the pods and what's been implemented this year tell us a little bit about the pods and how that yeah, so i think uh the rationale behind it was they wanted areas that were centrally located so for us we can drive to we were supposed to go to Georgia Tech and play Clemson and Florida State, two opponents that weren't on our schedule at Georgia Tech. And so the Clemson coach called me and said, hey, do you guys just want to stay here for the first three games and then go to Georgia Tech after that? And so that's fine. I, I mean, it, you know how I roll. I just, just go play games. So, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much what it was. We were supposed to play uh, – six games in four days, which is a lot. I wasn't really in favor of that. Uh, not because I didn't want the competition. I just don't think teams are built like that. We got, we usually play five games in three days and now it's uh, six and four, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, they, we're gonna go down there. And, and, and the thing is, I think other pods are at one spot. And so we just wanted to say some wear and tear on Georgia Tech's field. So we're just gonna play Clemson on the way down there. Um, a lot of great competition early. Uh, of course, that was something last year. You guys played in a couple of great tournaments early, of course, before the conference play that did not happen started. Uh, but what do you learn about your team, you think, early in February playing good competition? Uh, I don't know that you learn a lot. You just, you're throwing them into the fire right away. So it somewhat hardens them for the rest of the year. So uh, I remember the first game in Clearwater last year, we weren't ready for it. There was a lot of kids that were um, just young and never in that position. And as the year went on, I mean, we played a couple more weeks after that, but um, when your eyes are open to that competition, you get used to it. And so I always say that in our practices, we, we scrimmage a lot. I mean, those games are um, somewhat the best games you're going to play all year. And so um, one of the things that I like to do early on in the year is play a lot of players just to see who, who can win a spot or, you know, uh, you set your lineups and try different lineups. I'm not going to do that that much this year. I mean, we got to go right away. So um, I don't think that the, the lineup is going to be too much different week one to week four. Where last year, if you saw week one's lineup and then week fours, you're like, hmm, took them a while to get that one, <laughs> you know? So uh, it's just, there's more on the line earlier this year than there there usually is. I mean, you usually have a, a month's worth of, of tournaments that you can play and, and, you know, conference starts week two, you gotta win those games. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not rec ball. It's not, hey, let's see who can do it this time. You know, it's, you know, win the spot and go get it. No, chi uh, no kicking chicken classic. This <laughs> I thought about that last night. You were going to say that to me. I'm not ready to say it yet. We might go back next year. I don't know. 
Kicking Chicken Classic. You know, I was not planning on saying it unless it perfectly transitioned yeah. in well, and, and it did. You brought up tournament, so I just had to throw it in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Coach, when do you think the last time I'm going to put you on the spot here, trivia question? What, what, when was the last day Virginia Tech played at Tech Softball Park? Oh, um, like a real game? Real game, yes, of course. Sorry. Oh. Longwood? Well done. Well yeah. done. Yes. April, April 30th, 2019. The last wow. time the Hokies played at TSP. So you guys are going to open up your home slate March 5th. Boston College comes down for a weekend series. What's it going to be like in nearly two years to finally get back on your home? I know you guys practice and play there, but just to be able to, to play a real game at TSP, what's that feeling going to be like? Um, we're not going to read too much into it. And, and so we don't know what this year is going to be like as far as fans or marketing. We, we just don't know. So um we'll see it, it'll be nice to be at home sleeping in your own bed and, and getting kind of a routine at home but uh we're and, and, and you know this about us we're, we kind of play better on the road anyway so um but we're looking forward to it looking forward to the wind blowing out um you know it'll be it'll be uh it'll be a good time to be back to be back on our field i had that written down in my notes quote, play better on the road. And so, yeah. you yeah. know, and that has showed the last couple of years, you guys are road warriors. Wherever you guys are, you guys like to play on the road and play well. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think they're just less distractions and um, it fits our mentality of pitch to pitch. And, you know, yeah, it just fits us better being on the road. So, um, but you got to play good at home too. So we, we just didn't have the opportunity to do it last year. All right, and here was uh, my last question. Trust and believe, Pete I'll end it with it, even though we talked about it. SBD, it's the 2021 motto. Okay, SBD. I love it. it. Um, all right, before we get into the fun questions and story time with Uncle Pete, you mentioned it, Coach. We, we don't know what, um, what, what it's going to look like for fans being able to travel to go into Tech Softball Park. You've got a lot of Virginia Tech softball fans who uh, listen to this podcast, watch this podcast. We appreciate everybody's support. Uh, before the season starts, you know, what's the message to Hokie softball fans that are watching and listening? No, just uh, keep following us, you know, and it, we can have fans, you know, pack the place. But I don't know. It, it might be 250, and we, we should be able to do that pretty easily. So, um, yeah, just uh, we're looking forward to just playing. We're not you – know, and it's the same old year three, and, and my kind of hold on the program has kind of been established. And, uh, you know, we just see hopefully the same as uh, the last couple of years. All right. It's that time of the podcast. Everyone's just looking at their clocks, skipping forward in the podcast, wondering where is it? It's, it's story time with Uncle Pete. It's our favorite part of the podcast. Let's transition to some fun questions. Um, I had this written down. I have no context to this. I okay. just have a question. How is Coach Gillis? Uh, <laughs> He's the same. He's good. Um, we've been playing games with him. Uh, men's fast pitch, MVPs, the ISC, which is the highest level you can go. ISC uh, MVP slash pitcher from, you know, 1978 on. And uh, he knows them all. He knows them all. And it may take him a couple minutes, but, uh, oh, yeah, it's this guy. But uh, he's good. Our pitchers are improving. Um, it's just same old, same old with him. Love it. I love it. Has he been, I know a couple of podcasts ago, you mentioned that he bought some 
new clubs that yeah. are old clubs. As any updates on him on the links? He bought, he bought some new ones, and uh, I mean, he shot even last time I played with him. So he zoomed past me. So it's uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's hitting pretty good. You know, what's he like on the golf course, Coach? Is he quiet? Does he give you an evil eye sometimes? Is he a smack talker? Like, take us through no, no, Coach Willis, the competitor. If he, uh, he's quiet, unless he messes up, then he's not quiet. <laughs> but he never, uh, he never really gets in, in anybody's head. He just uh, does his own thing. And uh, he's not the most um, swiftest of golfers. Mm. Good verb. I like that. Swift. Very uh, meticulous. So uh, yeah, he he likes to take a couple of practice swings here and there and uh, hit it straight. So yeah, he, he's a pretty good golfer. All right. So as we record this podcast, there is snow on the ground, which I know softball coaches don't like to hear. But when it snows outside, what do you like to do if, if softball's not on your mind? I mean, I know you have a niece. I mean, is there anything in particular you like to do when it snows outside? No, look out the window and pray for sun. No, I, I don't. Uh, I don't do much when the season starts. Um, you know, I'm sitting in the office, you know, messing around with the computer. So um, there's not much going on, and, and fortunately, we haven't had much snow yet. So we've been outside a lot. So uh, yeah, I just. Um, watching film or watching swings or watching instructional videos, whatever, um, it's usually softball related. Um, all right, so if softball went on your mind though, would you rather go sledding or would you rather partake in a snowball fight? Let me throw that at you. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, snowball fight, I, I had to, uh, I had to scrape my window off yesterday in my car and my hand got that feeling when you make snowballs in your hand like you feel like it's frostbitten mm -hmm. and it stings and i was like this stinks i wonder my wife she's southerner as you know and it's like you ever felt this because i used to feel it all the time so oh, yeah i felt it but uh so i didn't like that uh i don't know i'd probably have to stretch a lot before i threw a snowball so uh probably sledding on a smaller hill sledding on a smaller hill yeah oh. yeah <laughs> You know what thought I had, by the way, when it snowed the other day, and I'm sure we might have some listeners who are maybe in middle school or high school, doesn't apply to us and, uh, you know, that are in college now, but, you know, with all of the Zoom technology, Coach, the excitement, at least for me, when I was growing up of wanting it to snow to get school closed, it doesn't matter if it snows uh, or not now. No. And I have a general rule, and this should be a national rule, is uh, it should be illegal for it to snow after Christmas. I mean, that's, you can't do that. Before Christmas, snow all you want. But after Christmas, mm -mm. but uh, you're right. I, you always prayed for snow at like 10 p.m. the night before. You're like, all right, I'm gonna get, get off tomorrow. And now it's like you, they don't have that. It's right on the Zoom. So I feel sorry for those kids. I did too. I mean, there was always something. I always, I always became a weatherman at 10 o'clock yeah, sure. at night during the winter. You know, right. predicting what was gonna happen. And, um, all right, let me try. I've got another just fun, random question for you here on Storytime on Repeat. What is the best mask that you have seen over the last year or so? And I know you have a good one or a gator. Is there one you're just like, man, that is an awesome gator or mask. I want that. No, I, I can't think of any gator or mask that I want. I want them off. <laughs> you and me both, yes. Uh, but 
I see a guy in the uh, in the grocery store you know, once a week or so, and he's got the whole painter's mask thing on. And so, uh, you know, has like the two canisters. I wouldn't want that, but I just uh, I think it's interesting. But uh, yeah, as far as masks go, um, yeah, I, I don't want them. Now, I'll wear, I'll wear them, I'm supposed to. I was going to say, so will you have the, the I know you, we've seen Austin pictures of you and the Gator. Are we still rocking the Gator when need be? Oh, I, I've got a, uh, I've got a mask of the Founding Fathers, and I'm going to wear that during games. And an interesting thing, I wore one, and and, uh, and I wear it to practice, and there's some that uh, that get it. I mean, it's, it's George Washington. You should know who that is. Uh, it's not Abe Lincoln. <laughs> and and, and I, it's, yeah, so... I've got that one. I like it, and uh, I'll probably wear it during games. I was about to say, so you'll be wearing a Founding Fathers mask during games this year. Yeah, most likely. That is, you know what? I That might be one of the coolest masks I've ever seen in the last 10 yeah. months. America. <laughs> That's really cool. That's going to make for a great talking point on our broadcast this year. Sure. So we're just going to be zoomed in right on your mask, Coach. Yeah, okay. talking about it. And that kind of fits because – I've asked you before on these fun questions, if you had to teach a class at a university, you always talk about history and how much you enjoy history. So I'm sure that's kind of a, a cool thing for you. I mean, to yeah. where you're passionate about while you're coaching something you're passionate about. American history is just something that's lost. And, and I think to have, and this is, I'm going on a soapbox, to have a somewhat functional society, you need to know how the country was founded. Just my opinion. There you go. I've got... Two more for you, unless I think of one on the fly here, which sometimes happens. Uh, back to golf. Okay. Most trusted club in your golf bag. Oh, my goodness. Um, it depends. I mean, you know how games come and go. Uh, my driver was really hot in the early part of the season. Um, then it went to, to junk. It went downhill really quick. Um, if I'm playing really well, my 60-degree wedge is what bails me out a lot. So around the greens, uh, probably 40 yards in. That club, if I'm scoring well, I'm playing well with that one. So your short game, that's one of the best parts of your game? If I'm on. Now, if you don't play a lot, it goes away. You know, all golfers will tell you that. But uh, yeah, there was there was times this year where you know, my seven iron was on. or you know, It's just such a weird year that uh, sometimes I could shoot 74 and then I mean, I tell you what. One one time we played on a, in a Sunday, in a Sunday group in Sunday mornings, and I mean, I shot like a 105, just like so embarrassed. And then I'll come back and I'll shoot, um, you know, 78, just crazy. Just that's golf, though. Um, you know, there's this just popped into my mind a couple of months ago. I know you and a couple of Virginia Tech coaches. I've asked you this before: who's the best golfer amongst coaches? You actually, you guys did a. Uh, something for Hokey Vision. You guys sat down and talked over coffee and then played golf. I believe it was, help me out here, it was you, Coach Brizendine, Coach Sung, and uh, Coach Sharp. Here? Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. So uh, how did that round go? Did you take it to him? Or, I mean, we, we didn't see who won that. I rode the cart, uh, the coattails of Coach Sharp, and I think we won by one. And it's just, it's funny, you know, Sharpie, I don't think he's played competitively for a while and, and he goes out there and he's just it's just different if you're a professional golfer it's just different than everybody else you know and he's he's hitting his three wood 250 and i'm like oh my god this eh, that was a bad shot <laughs> i'll take your bad game any day but uh yeah he he i, I rode his coattails uh, pretty hard that day 
All right, this is one, uh, my final one for you. Uh, I was thinking about different Virginia Tech athletes. I know there's a lot of different sports that loves following the softball program, especially wrestling. I mean, pre-COVID, you had wrestlers tweeting at you, Coach, wanted to come do like home run derby and scrimmage against you guys. They're having a great start to their season as well. Coach Demore, you individually, do you have a better chance of wrestling and beating national champion Makai Lewis? You can end or, it right there. I got no chance. Or, <laughs> uh, beating Jalen Cohn in a game of horse. Well, it's got to be it's got to be Jalen Cohn, and I lose that one too. But at least I'm not like. I mean, Kai would kill me. Like, there's no way. I, no. I, first off, I don't know the rules very well of wrestling. Second, I'm way too out of shape to do that. Those guys are physical freaks. I mean, he probably, you know, chew my nose off, spit it out, and pin me one, two, three, or whatever they do. And it's like, yeah, so let me just, you know, I used to play some basketball, so I at least know, you know, how to shoot. But as far as, like, the other one, I mean, both, I'd, I'd lose both. I, I, you know, I, I figured Makai would be tougher, you know, because, you know, shooting, you could be off, but I couldn't think of something to rival that. I mean, uh, both both are extremely difficult. And I don't know I, that there's uh, anybody, any sport here that I could beat, you know. I mean, I think I could, the only one, I mean, if I went up against Keeley with a bat, I'd have a chance. Yeah, there you go. The only one. And that's not, I mean, obviously Keeley's an All-American, I mean, but it's just, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I don't know. I haven't played baseball in so long. I, I might be able to foul a ball off now against one of Coach Chef's pitchers. I don't know. But, um, you know, I played softball 10 years ago. It might be longer than that. So, I don't know. That, that's the only thing I can think of is I could probably swing and bunt off Keeley. You know, as we record right now, this thing about we're talking about other Virginia Tech coaches and athletics. Have you had a chance to watch, you know, men's basketball, women's basketball, wrestling, all winter sports having a great collective yeah. year right now? Yeah, absolutely. I've been watching a lot. I mean, uh, I know Coach Brooks had a big win last night. And so, um, yeah, follow, I follow them all. And, and just the way um, it's set up, I mean, basketball has more uh, publicity, I guess, or just you can watch it easier, accessibility. So I've been watching a lot of their games and um, Coach Young's doing what Coach Young does. There you go. Hey, well, and and we will, as the ACC network continues to grow, there's going to be a lot of games that we're going to be able to watch you all very accessible. And uh, it's right around the corner, Coach. Hey. I'm excited. I know you are excited. And uh, it's going to be, a, we're going to have more Hokie softball podcasts, hopefully. So, uh, so I'm fired up. Coach, as always, uh, another great show. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, Hokie Nation, we'll be behind you as you guys start your season. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, Evan. All right. For Coach Pete Damore, I'm Evan Hughes. This has been another edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast. Be sure to follow Virginia Tech Softball on Twitter, at Hokie Softball, to stay up to date with everything going on with the program. Again, for Coach Damore, I'm Evan Hughes. We'll see you next time right here on the Hokie Softball Podcast. Mm -hmm.